Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Let's go, Tom. I can see you. The fans can't see you. But is that a sigh of relief and a big smile? Got that win yesterday. Wow. Did we ever? Much needed. And uh, it was a great team win. And our defense came up huge at the end. We had some chances there in the fourth quarter to take the lead and came up a little short. And the defense held. gave us one more shot. And Cade and Scotty made a bunch of big plays down the field. And we ended up kind of figuring out a way. Not that I want it to be that close and the margin of error is close mm-hmm. as that, but we realize we got to do a lot of things a little bit better, And um, but it's good to win. After what we've gone through, you know, losing five or six, good to win and happy to celebrate on a Monday and get ready for a tough game coming up next Sunday in Munich. You know, Chuck Daly was a dear friend of mine and everybody in the NBA and all teams basically other than you in your life, have gone through these type of losing streaks and they get to the point when they're going through them, they don't know if they're ever going to win again, not because they're negative or because like Chuck was the Prince of pessimism, but you just (laughs) never know when things would get turned around. And, and do you start to worry about that? (laughs) Yeah, definitely doubts does start to creep in. And because you're trying something, you're putting all your time and effort and all your energy and all your prep and it's not going well. And then the next week, the same thing, and there's more prep and more time and more energy, and it doesn't go well. And then more time and more, and it doesn't go well. Then you're thinking, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? It's never been like this before. And then you do look at your schedule, and you're like, God, where where do we get one? And the reality is, is it's there, and they're there for the taking. You just got to go play well. And you got to eliminate the things that aren't allowing you to play well. And we got to keep working. It all starts in practice for me. I mean, I think the process of improvement is absolutely the way to go in sports, in a business, and in life. And you've got to wake up every day trying to figure out how you need to commit time and energy to the things that you need to fix. And um, that's where it all starts for me, and that's where you can gain a lot of confidence. Our show is brought to you and presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. So, Tom, it's all gone wrong all day. Uh, yeah. Nothing really you can pick out and say, you know what? Let's hold that up as a badge of honor because it, it, it just wasn't going well. You're playing against a tough defense and you've got your own problems and you're creating things that just that just don't look good. And I'm sure it's very, very frustrating. And Scotty Miller drops that pass. Uh, which could have put you ahead uh, right around the two-minute warning. And it looks like that's it. Game over. Fail on fourth down. You get the ball back. How, how? What is the resilience from within that has enabled you time and time again, your 55th time yesterday, to come back and win a game, particularly in a game where it all just looks so terrible for so long? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's a 60-minute game. And I think the other part is there's a belief that ultimately, if you get a chance in the fourth quarter, you're going to win. And you got to believe it. And we work hard to build up some confidence in those situations. But at the same time, you don't want to be in that situation all the time. You know, you want to play better. And, and And I think the thing is, yeah, do we have confidence at the end? Absolutely. But how do we take it to the next level as a team? We've got to be able to do that. And we've got to be able to put more into it every week in order to get more results on Sunday. So there's a belief I have in my teammates. There's a belief that I have in our ability to make it happen when it matters the most, when you need that clutch performance, all of us to step up. And guys really did. Scotty really came through. Yeah, he dropped an important one, but he came back and made several other important ones. And Cade had some tough ones. And you know what? He came up with some some great catches there at the end too. So it was a great team win. The defense came up huge. They've been playing great football all year. And if they keep playing like that, they're going to give us a chance in every game. And I believe in them and I believe what we're doing. And we're going to keep working hard to make as many improvements as possible. And this game going to Munich here next week is huge because we have the bye week after that. And if we can get win this one, get to five and five, we – you know, not that's where that's where we wanted to be, but that's where we're at. And the whole season's ahead of us. And we'll get a time to take a deep breath, reevaluate where we're at with everything, 
and try to put our best going forward. But that's why we got to just empty the tank this week and be at our very best come Sunday. Did this save the season? Mm, too early to, you know, a, a proclamation like that. But there's only so deep of a hole that you can dig. And, you know, if you dig yourself too deep a hole, you got no shot coming out of it. The best teams start playing well around Thanksgiving. That's because you've basically figured out what you are and what you need to do. And there's definitely some things we do well. There's a lot of things we don't do well. And I think too much of good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad leaves you average. And no one's trying to be average. If you want to be a great team, you got to be way better than average. So correcting our mistakes, improving our effort, which that's probably the most embarrassing part of our team is our effort level um, on game day. And that's something we better fix. What was most interesting to me watching this was not only your ability to perform once again in that position when everything had gone wrong, but just how meaningful it was to you in the aftermath. That hug that you gave your offensive coordinator could have broken a couple of ribs. You <laughs> hugged him so tightly. Uh, but the meaningful nature of that just kind of spoke to everything to me for a guy who's 45 years old. Mm -hmm. Done this all before. Yeah. Yeah, but it means a lot because there's a lot that goes into these weeks, you know, and it's our job and it's our profession. And we have a lot of um, it. When you care and it matters to you, you put a lot into it. You put more than just your physical time and energy into it. You put your heart and soul into it too. And if it didn't mean anything to us, you know, that would be the sad part in all of it. it then it would be just a job, something to get paid for. It means more than that. You know, it's more than just a paycheck. It's, it's not your identity, but at the same time, your values really come through your commitment to each other, your willingness to sacrifice yourself for a greater cause, your willingness to give everything it takes physically, mentally, and emotionally to your teammates. And when you know that teammates do the same for you, you develop a bond that can never be broken. So you get to know people intimately by their level of commitment and what their values are. And when you look at a profession, I don't know how many other I don't know how many other sports can bring that out in you, you know, because you're emptying the tank. You're giving what you got, your 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 blood, sweat, tears, your heart, your soul, your emotion. You guys have seen me break iPads. You see me scream, you see me do all this, you've seen it cuss and you see me happy. And it's just, that's, that's real. That's real life. That's real, authentic, in the moment feelings and emotions. And, you know, we've, we've gone through quite a bit this year. So, you know, it feels good to get a win and it feels good to, you know, see some of our hard work pay off a little bit. And now we've got to, now that we got a little bit of, you know, momentum, a little confidence, we've got to keep it going. And I saw in that hug, this is why you want to play football. This is this is what you get when you play football, and this is what you wanted to continue. The reward for work is the work. The reward for that's the reward for playing is is those moments. You know, it's yeah. You, how do you, do you like waking up at six a.m. in the middle of the summer to go run and keep your body in shape and? Nine o'clock after the game, me and Alex working on my arm on a on a night game, you know, after we get home from a long road trip. Like, that's where you get a lot of, you know, that's where there is no glory. There's no glory in that. There's no glory in, you know, it's in, in no one watching you do anything to prepare. Yeah, but that's where you develop your resiliency. That's where you develop your work ethic. That's where you develop your attitude, your discipline, your determination. And you hope that your teammates are doing the same thing because – they count on you and they count on you to perform and they count on you to show up and do the right thing. And that's what we're trying to do. And uh doesn't always go our way. It hasn't gone our way for a portion of this year. We've come up short too many times, but you know, we didn't yesterday and there's a lot to be gained from that. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on let's go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at usaa.com slash 100.
USAA. And yesterday uh, in Tampa was USAA salute to service uh, with their game with the Buccaneers uh, to honor the uh, military. Uh, salute to service is a year-round effort to honor, empower, and connect our nation's service members, veterans, and their families. USAA and the NFL encourage military appreciation through the salute to service and that effort. And uh, the flyovers that took place across the uh, stadiums yesterday, Tom, and, and in your stadium, it's a uh, it's something that we should never, ever take for granted what those men and women do on all of our behalf. Oh, it's amazing. And, you know, I saw them in pregame and, you know, I think the commitment that those soldiers make for us is truly remarkable for them and their families. And, um, you know, we all just have, it should be a salute to service every day. Uh, they make the ultimate sacrifice and we can all be so grateful for their service their loyalty to our country, their loyalty to protecting our rights and our freedoms. And they wake up every day to serve. And I'm just truly and eternally grateful for all of them. As we all are. Very well said. In a football sense, uh, how about your punter? We got to salute him today. Jake Camarda. Uh, he got a game ball and 74-yard punt and Boy, he was critical yesterday. It's You always say it's good to end a possession with a kick. Probably not as many as you had yesterday, but he really came through. He came through huge. I think there was like a 60-yard average and change in field position when we went three and out. I mean, he changed field position several times and didn't give them the opportunity to start on a short field at all. So he was amazing, and we had a huge game from him in that special teams unit that really allowed us to keep things close when things didn't go so well for us offensively. So... You don't see that too often, so when you do, you just, you know, he should get a game ball, and I was really happy Coach Bowles gave him that. You know, it's pretty interesting. Back in the day, they used to accuse the Raiders and Al Davis uh, when Ray Guy, who we lost this week, uh, who made it into the Hall of Fame, changed the trajectory of professional football by kicking the ball, and they would accuse uh, the Raiders and Al of putting helium in the ball. Um it was it was a very famous thing that one of one of the opponents did. It took one of the balls out of out of commission and <laughs> checked for helium, something oh you're God. not too unfamiliar with. But uh, <laughs> they did that all that all those years ago. Uh, oh my God, that's called but, gamesmanship. <laughs> but these guys, uh, when you can punt like that, it, it it can change everything. Ray guy changed it, and and we mourn his loss and and honor uh, the great life that he had. Yeah, and it does because, you know, these special teams are only special when they're when they're helping you out. They're not so special when they're not helping you out. And, you know, for these guys who are these specialist kickers, and we've had a great one in Ryan Suckup, a great long snapper in Zach Triner, and then Jake, the way he's punting that ball, gives us huge chance that we know that if we do have to punt, they're going to go after a long field. So he's got to keep it going. He's just a rookie, so I don't, I don't want to blow his head up too much. he got to get back to work and have a better week next week. So I'm expecting more things. All right. Coach Brady, here we go. <laughs> Enforcer. It never ends, huh? Never ends. No, sir. Not in the middle of the race, it doesn't end. All right. Our program, Let's Go, is brought to you by American Express. There's something about it. The sound of the buzzer, the blow of the whistle, the coach yelling just loud enough for you to hear them from your seats. It's thrilling. And you can't wait to do it all again next week. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. You know, you said something interesting where it was written. Maybe you didn't say it. Maybe it was inferred that you said it. That you don't care about people dropping passes. The drops yeah. don't bother you because you throw bad passes. Yeah. You do mind when a guy is out of position, doesn't run, run the right route, or isn't getting open. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be like me calling the wrong play or checking to the wrong play. I mean... It's like saying, um, you know, to I know there's a lot more people that probably play golf than play football, but, you know, if you hit a bad shot, you hit a bad shot, you know. But I think the problem comes when you have, you know, you, you make the wrong decision before the club's in your hand, you know. So if you make the wrong decision before you even step up to the play, you don't even give yourself a chance. So that's when I have a problem. If we don't know what to do or we don't know how to do it, both those are problems. If we make a physical mistake, I can live with the physical mistake. I can I can live with the drop. I can live with the missed block. 
and you know if I throw bad passes and I miss my mark you know I know the receivers can live with that I think the problem is if we're doing the wrong thing from a communication standpoint whether that's me communicating poorly or the backs or the line and you have unblocked people or you have you know things that just aren't don't go right you don't even give yourself a chance really an unforced error that's what we need to eliminate so that's in football you know we always say you know you can't win till you can keep from losing and to keep from losing means you have to do the right thing before the play even starts you have to be on the same page with the people next to you because it's a coordinated effort we're on it together and everyone's got to be on the same page did you trademark that you can't learn how to win a game in the NFL until you learn how not to lose. No, they've been saying that. Coach has been saying that for a long time. So most people would say most people lose the game as opposed to win the game. You know, when you play an opponent, you know, if we just don't lose the game, we got to make them beat us. Teams have a hard time doing that, you know, because there's just so many mistakes or different mistakes that come up. And a lot of that is a, is a result of practice, execution, preparation throughout the week the professionalism that's why you want a lot of people that it matters most you know that they care about it so they show up to work and they don't have to be handheld to get things right that they have an internal sense of pride in their job and showing up for their teammates that they want to do a good job we're pulling out a lot of these old time things that stick in my head and, and others that winning is a great deodorant camouflage is a lot of the stink so for a lot of the stink that went on during these five or the six weeks, and again yesterday, the win now gives you a better feeling to propel yourself forward, but you still know that it's just the deodorant, that underneath a lot of this, it still smells. Um, how do you clean all that up now as you head into, you know, another week overseas, yet you still know that for 59 and a half minutes, it wasn't what you wanted? Yeah, it wasn't. And there's, I, I think the awareness of it's number one, the accountability of it and people accepting accountability and responsibility is number two. And then I think the effort to correct those things in practice is three, which gives you confidence in your preparation going into the game. And then you just got to cut it loose in the game. But I think if you're missing the awareness, if you're missing the accountability, if you're missing the opportunity to gain confidence in practice, and you're just expecting game day to fix things, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And I think that's where people get it wrong. They want to sweep things under the rug and pretend that they don't matter and don't worry, they'll get fixed next weekend. Well, they don't. And next thing you know, you're four and 13. You know, and I think the good teams, I've been on teams where we were five and five and won the Super Bowl my first year in 2001. You know, the New York Giants, when they beat us, when I was at the Patriots in 07, 2011, they had very mediocre regular season and played great in the playoffs. And they really hit their stride at the right time. They learned from their mistakes. They got to their strengths and they played good football. We was, I was at the Patriots and we were 10 and 0 in, in 2015. We finished 12 and 4 and then lost in the playoffs. So it's a lot of football between now and the end of the year. And I think a lot of it, like I said, is accountability awareness and accountability and then going to develop confidence and practice is the only way to fix things and make them improve them over the course of the week so that you can get to the game on Sunday and feel better about what you're doing. Jim Gray with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go. We got Keenan Thompson coming up. He's going to be our special guest here uh, in our second segment. Uh, so we'll have some laughs with him. And uh, you were on Saturday Night Live with him. He's been on that program for 20 years now. Amazing. Uh, you've been in the NFL 23. So uh, compatible times uh, during your careers. Uh, but let's talk about a milestone before we get to Keenan. Sure. 100,000 yards. You now have 100,116 yards. And uh, we lauded Coach Belichick for passing uh, George Hallis last week as he now embarks. I think he's just 22 games away from uh, breaking Don Shula's all-time record of 347. Here's what Coach Belichick had to say uh, this morning on the Greg Hill show uh, about you gaining 100,000 plus yards. I don't even know how far 100,000 yards is. It must be a long way. I don't know how many miles or I have no idea, but that's, that's, that's a great accomplishment. It's actually 56.8 miles, Bill. Jesus. Well, and he had some very- As if I'm sitting next to him, believe me, all those years with him in my ear, I can, I can hear that as if he were just right next to me. 
is that voice always going to be in your head? Yeah, we had 20 years together of elite football experience that I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. And I know he's a great competitor, what an amazing coach he is and how he prepares the team to win. And he's just done it year in and year out. And the fact that he's 22 wins away from an, an amazing milestone, I have no doubt he's going to get it. And I just watch that team every week and impressed by how they prepare and and the accountability that that organization has had. And uh, it always starts at the top. 100,000 yards. I mean, yeah. you know, when we were growing up, we know some of the milestone records. Um, whether it was Roger Maris in the 61 home runs um, or Babe Ruth at 714, which was broken uh, just before uh, you were born by Hank Aaron at 715 and then on to 755. Did you ever once think of 100,000 yards in the National Football League ever? And I mean, maybe even 15 years into it? Never even conceived that and never had it on my radar, uh, you know, as well, why should we? Um, you know, I've considered football a team sport with team records and I see all of them that way. It's always been about winning for me. I've always just thought about how can I help the team win and can I put myself and our team in a position to win with my level of play. And I always wanted to play at a championship level as a quarterback. And I always said, when I'm not, that's when I'm going to retire. And I'll suck, you know, when I suck, I'll retire. Um, and, you know, it's it's pretty cool to get there and knowing that everyone who's impacted me along the way, including Coach Belichick, including so many amazing coaches and players and guys that I'm playing with now. And, you know, they help me find the joy. And I think as you get older, the challenge is an emotional challenge because the frustrations are right there on the surface. Cause you know, you've done it so many times you expect everyone to do it and see it the same way that you have, but I've had the luxury and the benefit of experience that a lot of young players haven't had. So even though in my mind, I see a play happen and I think, God, you should have done this because I've done this way for a thousand times. It may only be that young player's first time or second time doing it because they don't have the benefit of experience. And I think that's where I need to temper my frustration and my emotion and try to have the empathy that I was a young player once too who didn't have a lot of answers and didn't know quite what to do. So I wish I could apply that more often. As you guys see my face on game day, my daughter always says, Daddy, you did not have a happy face out there. And I'm trying <laughs> But I, I wish I would have more awareness of what the scowl looks like, but I'm doing my best to try to, uh, you know, get to a better place and a better peace of mind out there. And what did Vivi say after yesterday's game with that big smile? Uh, she was very excited. That little girl was very excited for her dad. So she is the my number one cheerleader, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Last thought before we get to uh, Keenan Thompson. If you went back and you have an incredible memory, you can cite stuff out of games, you know, from 15, 20 years ago. You think you could name every guy who caught a ball who's had a reception with you if you really had to? No, I could probably get I'd get a lot of them. Um, I'd get a lot of them, and I'd remember specific plays to each player that caught passes, but there were some that caught, you know, not much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have all these different people who have – caught passes it's pretty cool man because i got a bond with them that is unbreakable like i said life is 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 about as our friend sam always talks about relationships are built on shared experience and when you share experiences like we have they create amazing relationships and amazing memories which ultimately that's all we got man that's all we have in our life is the relationships and memories and nothing matters to me more than the relationships i have with the people that i care about that care about me that support me and you know, as they say, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And I have certainly an incre incredible group of people that support me when I lose. All right, Tommy, we got Keenan Thompson coming up. Want to remind everybody, our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. All right, stay with us. Keenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live, the great star. He joins us next right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. 
Hey, everyone, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a serious XM podcast, inviting you to join me three, yes, three times a week for NFL analysis that goes beyond the low-hanging fruit. On Mondays, we react to the biggest stories of the NFL weekend. On Wednesdays, we pick one topic to really dig in on. And on Fridays, I'll give you all the fantasy football advice you need in just 15 minutes. We call it the Fantasy 15. Download new episodes of the NFL Roadshow right now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. We got a special guest, Keenan Thompson. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. This holiday, give a gift that means a lot without spending a lot. Now through November 28, shop early and save at the K Black Friday sale. Exclusions apply. Visit k.com or your local K store for details. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> That's a beautiful voice right there. That's just silky smooth right there. Doesn't that feel nice? It does. Not not everyone can hit the high notes, so yeah. you know it's just something unique that I have that I possess. Get this man his flowers, man. It's, it's all dedication right there. I love it. <laughs> does he sing any better than he did back on that performance uh, when uh, he was hosting Saturday Night Live, Keen? It's the same commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I tried so hard, bro. We appreciate it too. Like that's the that's the best thing we can ask for a host is just to participate. You know what I mean? And, and like give into it and have a good time so you know we had a great week that what year was that 2004 that was 2005 and uh it was a great week i always i always remember the show was so fun and i i always said i was after the show i was you know everyone's going to after party and i got in the elevator to go change and uh, i was so bummed because i was like wow that was so much fun and the crazy thing is you have no expectations for anything because i'm not an actor you know so i don't You just go into it with just trying your best. And then you realize how much fun you had doing something that was so outside of your comfort zone. And so many people embraced me and helped me and all the, all the writers. And we had so much fun, man. And you were a big part oh, of it. Man, I'm so glad you say that, man. You know what I'm saying? You, that was great. You do it whenever you know you want as well. Like I'm sure the door is always open, but you know, that just means the world to hear that because that's what we try to do. You know what I mean? Like, we want everybody to feel comfortable, especially like if you've never done it before, not an actor. You know, the pressure should be on us. You know? It shouldn't be on you. So that that just warms my heart, man. I love it. It was great. I remember, yeah, it, I had so much fun. And then Peyton, I think, went on after me, and he actually did better than me. So at, at some point, I got to go in and try to redeem myself. Like, I, you know, I got to get my last licks. Because yeah. Peyton was great. Yeah, he murdered it. <laughs> yeah, Peyton. Who've been some of the great uh, sports hosts, Keenan? Who have you like? Barkley, like, is so much fun. He's just such a good guy, you know, and, he, you know, he just refuses to work hard, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Roddick, he's a cool guy. Um, Michael Phelps, you know, he's he was nice. Um, like, who else have we had? Eli. Oh, yeah, Eli was great. He just, you know, he's just a happy kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the candy store type stuff, so. Mac and Rose around a lot, isn't he? Yeah, Mac and Rose been around. He hasn't hosted, but he's just you know around Lauren and stuff like that. So whenever he pops up, that's always fun because you know another legend out there just being cool. You know, what I mean, just a New York guy. It's kind of the best. That definitely best. If you wonder why I don't leave, and your your impressions are just amazing, particularly of Shaq and and Charles. I mean, <laughs> Tommy, it's out loud funny. I mean, I just look at you and I can see those guys just by looking at you, Keenan, and and it just it's just so hilarious. I mean, those guys are the best. They're they're like real characters, so it's it's nice to have a tone to reflect. You know, like every talks his way down. You know? And Barkley is just a fun guy up here looking for donuts, Taco Bell. <laughs> It's a great quality to just to not have to try too hard to just be absolutely hilarious yeah. like Charles and Shaq are. They just they you look at them and just start with a smile. So that's pretty good quality. It's unbelievable, man. It really, really is. So can I ask you a question, Tom? Like Man, you can do whatever you want. I know you've done it a million times, but like each time when you have forty seconds left and you like, oh shit, fucking ball back. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, are you super like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to just like murder these fools for giving me the chance, or is it just like, let's just take it, you know, one down at a time? You know what I mean? Like, what's going through head exactly? Like, did they done fucked up for giving me a chance? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the the best part for me is always thinking that everyone else has no idea what the fuck's about to happen, right. and I've sit there and go, okay, well, I do know what's going right. on. And because I know what's going on, I don't really have any nerves or anything like that. So I'm just, you know, you just lock in and focus. And look, I've been a part of a lot of them where they don't end like they ended yesterday. And they, you know, you, you got to go home and lick your wounds. But, you know, I think when you're in the moment, like you always know when you're in the moment, you're not nervous because you know what's coming. And I think as long as you prepare and you're ready to go, you know what to expect, then you're just second nature takes over and then you just make it happen. But I never feel like the moment's too big. And I think that's a good quality to have, you know, for people who are, you know, entertainment, you know, and you're making things happen live and because you don't get any do overs. So there's some people, you know, over the years that I've played with that and you get in the huddle with that, you know, the moment's too big. Right. And at the end of the day, they weed themselves out and they don't, they don't last very long. And then I look at the guy's, I always think who if I if it was the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, this is how I always judge it, how a teammate is. Right. If it's the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl and it's a tie game, who do I want to be on the field with? Right. And then if I can name and say, yep, I want him. Oh, I want him. Oh, not him. Right. You know, that tells you all you need to know about what kind of ball player he is, not from a physical standpoint, but physical, mental, emotional. And that's right. It's a great trait if someone says, man, I want that guy in in the biggest moments, on the biggest stage, when it matters the most, and everything comes down to this. And, you know, the 15 minutes left to determine the fate of a championship, and that's the guy that I want out there with me. Right. So, yeah, that's you know, the more of those you have out there, the better. That's wild. Can you detect stage fright from people on Saturday Night Live? Can you detect guys that you wouldn't want to be in that Super Bowl huddle, uh, Keenan? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it becomes pretty obvious, you know? Like, people have a habit of, you know, stumbling over or, you know, just dropping broke opportunities, you know what I mean, on the ground, you know, by misdelivering stuff and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it, it, like you said, it becomes, like, pretty apparent pretty quickly, you know, like, who is made to do this, who's more natural at it, or, you know, who's just young in the moment and just needs a little more time to you know, mature or whatever, or calm down because, you know, it is a lot all at once, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like if I had to pick and choose the people, I, th I think I know who I really would prefer to be, like, standing up. But at the same time, you know, as an elder, I feel like it's kind of my job to, like, help hold those up, you know what I mean, that don't really know, you know, they don't have their sea legs yet, you know what I mean? So, like, stand next to the vet and let's get some laughs and – let you know how that feels or whatever and be able to like guide them. I don't know. You know, Tom said before the show, you know, it's your 20th season yeah. on Saturday night live. He said for him, that's like being a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I mean, like the show changes every week, you know, <laughs> there is no like, Oh, I can just fall back on what I did last week. Type stuff. You know I mean? Like joke has to be earned. Each sketch, you know what I mean? And like, that's why 20 years can just fly by like that. You know, it seems like a blink of an eye because it just, it's, it's always brand new when it's live. That's why it's such a special place. It's, it's wild. We've been having a good time. And I know Keenan last week, you were a Jets fan. Uh, you know, and the Jets skit <laughs> yeah. with the Buffalo Bills, and it went pretty well for the Jets. So I need you in Germany. I listen. I'm gonna book you a first class ticket. We're gonna go to Germany. You're gonna talk to all the Seattle fans and get get this week started right. Man, home. I would sit and coach to be able to like <laughs> that would be amazing. And I was I would go. Game is on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be incredible. Like if time worked that way, that would be. Places, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, I know you're going to go out there and do your thing, and, you know, the the chips will fall where they fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always. That, ha that had to be a hard sketch to be a Jets fan. I mean, that's a lonely existence for a long time. I just recently went to my first Jets game, and, like, I just happened to go on, like, you know, 
old like uh, Veterans Day where they all the legends from the Jets organization were there. So like I got to meet Joe Namath, you know what I mean? And like wow. And I took a picture with them and like they won that day and I met the owners and like all this other stuff. And so like I've been a Jets fan for like five five weeks. It's been in- <laughs> Stop there. That's as good as it gets. They're playing. This is the time right now. I think being in the Northeast for as many years as I was up there, don't worry. There's always something waiting around the corner. As good as it is, just, you know, oh, no, it's it's, it's all going to come crashing down at some point. So between the Philly fans, the Jets fan, the Giants fan, to a degree, the Patriots fans, even though, you know, it went pretty well up there for us for a long time. You know, they could be tough on their sports teams. Yeah, it's, it, it's something to do with the weather. I think everybody definitely knows this and everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is I appreciate it so much, you know. I think when you live down here in these states and I'm looking out over a beautiful bay, you know, look, there's a lot of things going on. And in the Northeast, man, you got your sports teams and they bring you so much joy. Yeah. And, you know, every weekend you got a chance to, you know, right some wrongs. And, uh, you know, that's why we love sports. So. Yeah, it unites us, man. Like I love how LeBron always talks about, like, the power that sports has to, like, unite us you know what i mean because there's no better look at the country than i think watching football you know what i mean you get a real large glance at like what all these locals especially between like college and the pros like all these stadiums filled with like all these american faces you know what i mean like all day long all weekend from you know august till february it's just the best basketball yeah and football is like a grand version of it and even too, I think for us, and probably a lot like you, you know, in your job, there's such a simplicity of life, you know, for us as football players too, because, you know, you think of, oh, you're a football player and you got this and, you know, it's like, we still feel like we're in high school, you know, it's like we have one shower, you know, everyone's shower. We got one cafeteria. We got one place to <clears throat> a player's lounge, you know, we have a locker room. Everyone, there's, there's no space, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's like you're in this little fraternity. It's not like people maybe have this, oh, it's all this glitz and glamour. Yeah. Mm, I mean, maybe on Sunday, they got nice security for us. We could park. You know, we got some nice pads. But at the end of the day, we're putting our clothes in the loop. We're tying our own shoes. No, we got people to help. But, you know, there's such a cool part bringing people together. Look, I played with kids from that are half my age. I played with kids from the South, I played kids with, from the Northeast, you know, from the West Coast, from, from, from Hawaii, you know, from Germany, you know, it is, it's so fun for us because where many opportunities in life do you have to meet so many really cool people that work hard and have shared values and goals and you can bring people together and your families together, go to a stadium, scream your brains out for three hours at a time and you know, that's where you feel like you're really alive. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I can only imagine, you know what I mean? And like, I, I feel like there's a whole lot of validation to that. When I look at a guy like Bill Belichick, who could have like hung it up a long time ago, but like he is driven by like another thing, you know what I mean? And that's, I feel like being highly involved in the end. <laughs> he's, that's just been his life. You know what I mean? And he's so good at it. And I think everybody like, understands that and it just seems like he's so comfortable in the midst of chaos you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. witness because i feel like notoriously a head coaching job in the nfl might be the most easily heart attack given kind of (laughs) you know just takes it in stride no matter what the situation is because he loves the game he understands the game He's enamored by the game, like whatever. It's just amazing to watch him just show up, you know, year after year after year when it seems most people would have just been like, no, I'm I'm good, you know, with these accomplishments, like accomplishments, this, you know, goal or whatever. And I'm fine. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's cool to witness. Yeah, I remember being uh, on when we did Saturday Night Live together and we did all the skits on that pre-show, you know, the live one before the live. And then afterward we went up to Lauren's office and everyone was just on the floor. Mm -hmm. 
And he's a lot like Belichick. You know, he was eating his popcorn or whatever the hell he was eating. Yeah. And he's like, no, you know, scratch that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and no, not that, not that. And I'm sitting there like, man, we go on in 10 minutes. I need tequila. I got to get down. I got to get changed. I need two <laughs> shots of tequila before I go on. Like, let's get this thing going, you know. And Lauren was so poised and just, you know, oh, man, all right, we'll get it right. All right. And then everyone else was like so relaxed, which helped me relax, too. So. You know, it's amazing how it all comes together when you have that that leader like that and that preparation. It's pretty amazing because it makes everyone else feel at ease too. Preparation. Preparation is key. Always. Always. Jim Gray with Keenan Thompson. Tom Brady, we're right here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. Visit goldennugget.com for hotel and casino information. Hey, uh, Keenan, oh, why has Tom been such an easy target for so many sketches over the years? What makes him <laughs> such an easy, easy prey? That's a messed up question. I am easy. Super easy. You know, I have a lot of quirks and a lot of flaws that are easy to get after. You're on the radar, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of quirky people out there that nobody cares about. You know what I mean? So we fun of that nobody's checking for. Like, they, you know, it doesn't really help us do anything except for make. Poor Joe Schmo over here. But somebody <laughs> that everybody respects and loves knows that that armor can't be chinked anyway or chipped anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that, that allows for the joke telling to be tried and taken in fun as opposed to like any sort of malice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's good to have people like know that he's a good sport or whatever about what we're saying. But even if you weren't, those jokes can't affect you anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I loved it. It was so funny. No, after Peyton came on, though, he never won an important game again. So it's nice that, you know, even if Peyton did such a great job, you know, it, it might have been the SNL curse, but I actually won a few important games after that, too. So. Several. Uh, I'm always trying to get one up on him and Eli somehow. I know they always take their little shots at me, and you know when I could take my shots at them, I gotta, you know, I gotta, gotta go after them a little bit. One, that's not fair. <laughs> now, 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 you you went after him. That was the skit that you guys did together. The, the skit was was uh, Seth Myers was was Peyton, I know. and you played against him. And and Keenan, you were Donovan McNabb's mother, <laughs> who was overseeing this with the chunky soup. <laughs> The chunky hey, soup. Those chunky soup commercials back then. Uh, they were. Yeah, man, what an incredible quarterback too. Like what? A, he was awesome, yeah, man. That dude used to like. We look back because we have you know like Lamar these days at Vic, and like I think we get spoiled. There's a lot of like good feet, you know, quarterback like Justin and. Um, the biggest difference now, I think, is like. The way the game's played now, they're trying to eliminate a lot of contact from the sport. So before, if you had the ability to run around like Donovan did or like Michael did, what would happen is when they would scramble, they became a runner. And then they could be hit like a running back. And the biggest difference in football, I would say, in the last 10 years is now, even though they're runners, they're still treated like a quarterback. So when they get out of the pocket, everyone still doesn't, you know, there's a protection of them. And I think now you're seeing more players just run into the defense. Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Lamar, um, Patrick, you know, and you just see they kind of just run around. And then at the end of the day, everyone kind of comes up. It's almost like a little bit of two-hand touch. So I would say Donovan would have been even more effective had they had that style, you know, where he could – run and use his athleticism so that's just a the game's changed definitely in that degree yeah i feel like young ben roethlisberger too like oh impossible to tackle you know what i mean Bob. exactly yeah and Cam did you Newton play football was, were you a football player i did play up until like ninth grade when everybody exploded in height and size and i did not i was, I was stuck <laughs> at like five feet flat so <laughs> <laughs> shift on watching band then no problem <laughs> it all worked out I, I took heaven's lesson but you know i ended up growing later in high school so i'm fine 
Okay. <laughs> Keenan, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to have you on. We appreciate all you do on Saturday Night Live, host of the Emmys, all of your terrific awards and achievements, and thank you. Thank you for being with us here on Let's it's Go. It's my pleasure, man. Tom, come back to the show anytime. Jim, you got to come to the show, too. Come just hang out, you guys. Dave, you're invited. And Snake, whoever Snake is, come to. <laughs> Snake is our producer. He, he's Dave the Snake Hagen. And, uh, it's a, you got both. Assess his performance today, Keenan. Uh, you've had Solid. a lot of producers over the years. I say smooth. I, I say smooth. smooth. <laughs> I'm going with uh, an A. Well, Seen and not heard. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keenan, thanks again, bud. Thanks, Keenan. Nice applause, cue man. I like that. Man, that was nice. I never even heard that. We had one of those. I, I had to do that after my jokes. Right. Nice. <laughs> Keenan Thompson, he's really something. We got to get him some apparel, Tom. You know, we have a new sponsor on the show. Let's get him something. I would love to. And he has been a friend of mine for a long time. I actually had so much fun on that show, as I alluded to, and uh, he was a big reason why. So we had a great crew. It was a fun episode, and I can't ever go back because I'm leaving on a high note. I learned my lesson. It's (laughs) like when you win the Super Bowl, walk out. And I don't know if I won the Super Bowl, but it felt like I won the Super Bowl because of my level of ability as an actor. So I felt like I did a decent job. I certainly know, you know, award-winning performance, but I enjoyed it, and I dropped the mic, and I said, one and done. Do you like acting? Do I like it? Um, I, I have fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. So it, I'd say more anxious and nervous. But then once I get it done, I'm happy I get it done. But, man, it's that was a unique experience because that was live. You know, I have a lot of respect for those guys. Those guys do, doing things on the cuff, you know, and – it's just they're making it happen and you know they got to perform every single week and i think when you see their routine and them staying up late it's so much of how we prepared in football they write they talk about it on tuesday they rehearse on wednesday they rehearse on thursday they rehearse on friday they all get a good night's sleep they come in on saturday and it's game day so it's really uh familiar the routine and uh, it's just you know in a different area of entertainment and those guys have been killing it for so many years that that show is brought so so many smiles to so many people so many people have made their started their careers you know on that show and people that you think now you know how much joy they bring to people's lives in their homes every saturday night so it's pretty neat it was great to be a part of it as i mentioned we got a new sponsor you know tom has his own apparel line it's called Brady Brand. Check it all out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Go to BradyBrand.com. Look good and feel better. Brady Brand. Let's go. Let's go. That's pretty good. Did you write that? Brady Brand on board. We appreciate that. Tom, uh, you're getting ready to get on board and going over to Germany. Uh, We're on to Munich, a a line I didn't think we'd ever utter. But here you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about playing in Germany against the Seahawk team that's uh, really resurgent and doing quite well this year and taking place over in a place where no one's played before? You know, it's nice to be the first uh, team to be there playing because it's always nice to be first. And we're playing a great team in Seattle, their first place in their division. We're tied for first place in ours. And it's a big challenge because, you know, to fly – Across the ocean like that, new time zone to 9.30 Eastern kickoff. It'll have its challenges. The weather's going to be a little cool, but we're playing in a very, very cool arena uh, where Bayern Munich plays, you know, kind of the country's top soccer team. And uh, it looks amazing in pictures. And look, I mean, the chance to go across to another country, play a sport that I love. You know, I had heard there's 3 million ticket requests for 67,000 seats. So the place is going to be rocking. And if it's anything like what I see, those German Bundesliga games, I mean, this is going to be one of the epic games that we've ever played in. So I'm super excited. I think I'm most excited that the fact that I heard that the only thing you're allowed to drink on the sidelines at these German games is beer. So whoever thought these huge steins of beer, German lagers. So I actually trying to recruit Gronk back uh, just for this game in particular. Hopefully he goes for it. If that wouldn't entice him, what will? (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo soy fiesta. And I, he's, I don't know how to say it in German, but we could teach him. So, Gronk, get your bags packed. <laughs> you know, you played over in London a couple of times and in Mexico. Is that a good experience for the NFL players to go to these games that are uh, on foreign soil? Uh, a lot of fun. And, I, you know, I think for the players – it's different and you're a little bit out of your comfort zone. It's a long road trip, but it's so unique. I, I remember the game in Mexico. I remember the two times I played in London and, you know, you're never going to forget this game ever. So I think you'll remember more about this trip than another game in you know, whatever city that you'd played already in 25 times. So it's, it's fun. Uh, it's really fun when you win. And the three times that I've gone, it's, we've won pretty handily, so that's made it really fun, and you know it's going to be a tough challenge because we're playing a team that's really hot in Seattle. But um, be a good week of prep, a long flight, and then you know you're in another country ready to play. When are you guys leaving? So we're taking off Thursday after practice, um, and it's a long flight. So I'm hoping with 100,000 passing yards, it's a free flight for me. It's <laughs> uh, some of these miles rack up. <laughs> Tom, as always, we appreciate your time. Best of luck in Germany. Uh, always good when you get that victory, and it was great to have Keenan Thompson on and make today's show a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. Have a great week, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. That's our expert, Tom Brady. And for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. And Tom, I know you want to give a shout out to Matt Ishbia. We had a great time when we went out there and we spoke to 8,000 associates at United Wholesale Mortgage this summer. Absolutely hardworking guy, man. Super motivating. And uh, in the state where I went to college, has really made a mark for himself. So really proud of him and all that he's accomplished. He's got a great team. Mateen Cleves, who was kind of an arch uh, nemesis uh, turned into a friend over the years who I met there as well. He's a Michigan State basketball player who's one of the great Michigan State basketball players when I was in college. So got to see him this summer and see Matt. And uh, thanks for their continued support. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Want to thank our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagan. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our sponsors, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, Brady Brand, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jim Gray for Keenan Thompson and Tom Brady. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.